Hey, it was good, was good, was good. Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. As usual, we have DJ Never, DJ D Miles, and Jimmy the Great. And today we have an unusual episode. Uh, we originally recorded a segment for last week's episode regarding a DJ in New York who was stealing blends, basically jacking blends from other DJs and got called out. And for some of y'all non-DJs who don't know what a blend is, you know, like a blend is basically uh, an acapella of one song, which is blended with the instrumental of another song. A lot of DJs have been doing blends. It's been since the beginning. It's like, um, it's, it's an outlet for DJs to like really get creative and change the dynamic of a song. It's an amazing experience to hear like a perfect blend, which is like the, the marriage of these two songs coming together. Anyway, this segment we recorded last week was about, you know, a DJ who was jacking blends. And this is based in Harlem in New York. You know, I call one of my favorite DJs, Vestax Champion, Executioner, one of the most amazing DJs ever, Boogie Blind. He was kind of involved with this whole situation of this DJ jacking all these blends from other DJs. And uh, he kind of was giving us the lowdown. And long story short, we ended up speaking with Blind about the subject. And it was about over an hour, about an hour and a half. Um, I tried to edit the segment down as, as much as I could and condense it. But it started becoming this whole other animal. I started adding excerpts and additional footage. And it's like it became this big science project. And uh, I, I just kind of played a portion of it for the fellas. And the fellas kind of thought that it'd be better as its own episode. So initially this this episode, this week's episode, was supposed to be part of last week's. But because of all the editing and work involved, we made it its own episode. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, to all our roadies, I present to you episode 181, Biting versus Inspiration. All right. So like not to change the subject, but I, I wanted to talk about this uh, a little bit, like some... Uh, some shit's been brewing up in Harlem. Yeah. I've been talking with Boogie Blind, and it's been on social media. Yeah. But in case y'all haven't uh, known what's going on, um, DJ Ted's move. Yeah. It's like an OG DJ. Mm -hmm. From New York. From uptown, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's, he calls himself the remix king. Yeah. He's known for doing remixes and shit. Like, uh, he got famous. He actually was behind the Lumi D song. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I, never, I never leave you. Yeah. yeah. So he's known for his biggest remix or his biggest blend has been the Beyonce Love on Top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With uh, the Kizo Kane. It was a huge blend and remix in New York, right? Yeah. It was like insanely big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even I was looking at his bio and his bio said, some consider this to be the greatest blend of all time. <laughs> it was that big. You know no what offense, I'm saying? No offense. I'm laughing. No yeah, I know. I know. It's a great statement. By it's, you. A, it's a bold statement, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, but basically, he, he does these things like he does like uh, the old school jams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is basically like a park jam. He be doing the park jams like Corona Park in New right. York, and like he does like these blend battles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so a, a long story short, basically. He wanted Scram Jones. Shout to Scram Jones. Scram Jones was on the podcast, right? Yeah, one yeah. of the many. So Ted's move hit up, you know, Scram Jones to be on one of these blend battles. Scram did a blend with a new edition, Mr. Telephone Man, and Esther Williams. Uh, last night changed it mm-hmm. all. Yeah. And then I guess Ted ended up like using Scram's idea for Blend Battle without letting him know and kind of took credit for the shit. Yeah, right, not giving right, him right. credit either. Yeah. And then Scram just went on Instagram and basically aired him out. Was like, yo, this post is for my DJ heads. I usually don't do these type of posts, but I got to do it today. Something been irking me. It's kept me up all night. You know, this DJ shit, I hold it dear to my heart. The art form, the culture, the code. So I got to speak on something. Test move. First of all, I'm going to give you love for always including me in the old school jam. Lots of memories, lots of highlights. Met, met a lot of legends, so I appreciate you including me all those years. But two weeks ago, you asked me to be in a blend battle. And you said, Scram, I want you to be in this blend battle. You got any blends, et cetera, et cetera. I said, hell yeah, of course I got blends, Ted. You want to hear one? Check one out. And I play something that I haven't really released, something I was working on. I'm building my Twitch channel, so I was, it's part of like an hour set that I was putting together, all with wordplay and visuals. So I play you my Mr. Telephone Man mix. New edition, Telephone Man over Last Night Changed It All drums, which got phones ringing in them, and that's the cleverness. You got phones ringing in the beat, and he's singing Mr. Telephone Man. God bless. That's my style, being clever. So you were so impressed with me doing that, you recorded it. And you loved it so much, you were so impressed, you studied it. And then you loved it so much that you used it for your battle. I can't believe that shit. Like, I've never been jacked so blatantly. Like, like this is a competition of personal ideas. This ain't the park jam. If you used it at the park jam and I already came out with it, I wouldn't care. If you use it in the club, people have used my blends forever. I don't give a damn. That's, that imitation's flattery. And once it's out, enjoy. You know what I'm saying? We all got influenced by other people. But this is something I didn't release. This is something I was going to use in competition. A competition that you were specifically asking me about that's why you facetime me to be in a competition and i'm showing you what i was going to use so how dare you use my shit like it's yours this shit boggles my mind and we cut from a certain cloth that like you know biting mcs and biting djs like like that's not hip-hop and you cut from that cloth you 10 years older than me you from that real 80s cloth you know you you from the, the ever when Ben bottle would, would cover the record so people wouldn't see it you know and i'm from the ever with dj am We'll cover his Serato and have his own little code so people couldn't jack him because that's our identity. We, we, we care that much about our creativity. So the fact you did that, I don't know, bro. I want my DJ's thoughts on that because you shouldn't be talking about Remix King. And, you know, you caught a W off of that. And you talked mad shit. You talked mad shit like it was yours. And then I do my homework and I find out he been doing this. Your number one remix, Ted, that everyone all over the world knows you for. Your Beyonce shit you stole from DJ Melstar. And that's a super duper big fact. Okay? There's nothing you could tell me that he ain't rocked that in the club first. Boogie Brown was there, who you also jacked, supposedly. But fuck all that. That shit toured you all over the world. That shit got you in the 40-40 club. And you didn't even 
include Mel Starr that he was part of it. You didn't give him any credit. I talked to Blind, and Blind is like, you know, my my connection. He keeps me connected. He's the streets. He's the streets. Yeah, he's, he's keeping me connected. He's, to the streets. <laughs> he's just keeping me connected to what's going on yeah. in Harlem. So I'm just like, I'm talking to him, and I want to give him a call so we can see what's going on. Blind, what up, man? What's good? Hey, shit, what's going on, yo, fellas? What's up? Yo, what's up, man? Yo, what up, man? You looking good, man? Oh, podcast up in here, man. I, <laughs> hey, man, I'm just chilling, man. I see you on the streams. I see you on the stream. You getting your stream? Hello, something, man. I got. I'm still playing double dutch with the schedule. I'm like, am I gonna do it? Am I not gonna do it? Am yeah, I yeah. Gonna do it? <laughs> and you, and you said you're gonna be on Fool's Gold too, right? You're on Fool's. Yeah, tomorrow I got Fool's Gold tomorrow, and then I'm gonna do the Serato. Uh, joining Brooklyn on the 27th. Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. So we've been catching up on this like Ted Smooth, Scram Jones, and now mm-hmm. Melstar. You kind of witnessed all of this shit going on, you First know, time. eight years ago or 10 years ago, right? Well, to be fair, you know, I don't want to make this seem like this is about me or anything like that. Right. But um, I don't, I can't say that I was the first person that uh, Ted Smooth got a motivated uh, i mean i'm not motivated because motivated is not biting but inspired from so uh i got a record from a, another dj what was the record so, uh, so the record was i had a version of the mardi gras like without the drums were like the full bells going into the whole part like doo, 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 doo. So basically, you had like some really rare, exclusive version of the Bob James Mardi Gras drum break with the bells, except it didn't have the drums, right? It just had the bells alone, which is like really rare. So like you like had the stems for it or something like somehow you got the stems for it. Something or another. Right. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody wanted the record and everybody knew I had it. Everybody was asking for it. I was like, no. And, um, but this is some Harlem ooh. shit again. This is like that uptown <laughs> shit. Everyone has these exclusive <laughs> yeah. versions of songs. We and they don't. This. They don't share yeah. the shit. I right got a here. question for Blind though. Is this the the midst the, um the joint that Bismarck have the, um, the Mardi Gras his version? I don't. I mean, Bismarck may have what he have, but I have what I have. I can't speak for okay. that. I'm just, I'm just wondering if it was like a, the same record, but no, nah, it's your version. This is some, some real uptown. I mean, well, it's not my version because I didn't make the record. Right. But I don't. I don't want to. Going into detail on that, well, but uh, so basically, you did um, you did Ted Smooth's old school I did jam. Ted Smooth old school jam. You played this exclusive version, mm-hmm. and right. the, and the crowd went crazy. He tried to look for the record. He asked you for the record. The, the, he the, couldn't get first it. First of all, first of all, the DJ community went crazy. Second of all, the record didn't get to at least eight bars of the record. This guy runs behind the turntables, grabs my hard drive, pulls it out of the computer, and runs around the park. <laughs> Wait, what? Yo, yo he, he deserved to get smacked. Wait, what? Hold on. Boogie Black, hold on. Hold on. Yo, 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 Boogie Black. Hold on, Boogie Black. Oh, Boogie Black. You ain't gonna do that, Boogie Black. The music's right here, Ted. You can have the computer. I got another one in the crib. The music's right, right there. in my hand. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. It's in my hand. It's in my hand, Ted. So that's... that's- Rule number one, you don't touch nobody's hard drive. Hey, yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he runs around the park. He gives me the flash drive. I'm looking at him like he's fucking crazy. I restart the computer. I don't give a fuck who's getting on after me, what's going on. We're going to see if this hard drive boots up because you just did some sucker shit. And if my shit would have been fucked Christ. up, I would have you had to pay me right there. It would have been a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. But nobody's <laughs> looking at that. That's, that's, that's not even... A part of the scheme of things, right? Well, um, two years later, um, I get a phone call from a friend of mine, a DJ friend of mine, in LA. He's like, Yo, that joint you did with Ted Smooth was fire. I was like, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> and he sends it to me, and it's basically he, him sampling the end of my set when I dropped the record, and, and I guess he put, like, Usher, Good Kisser on, and he got a verse from Votto. I done been around the world. Hold on. I done kissed a lot of girls. Hold on. So I'm guessing that it's true. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Bang, bang, bang. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Like you. Test move, straight face. You remember? Yo, Mermaid special. Yes, you may nephew. Talk hopes. I'm on every Benet level. Rose gold president. They playing vessel. She stay ghetto. The dude waits two years to sample it because he doesn't have the record. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I pretty much did the same thing Scram Jones did. And then everyone said, like, you were out of line, kind of, right? You were, everyone. I mean, you know, a lot of people were trying to assault my character and and comfort me and, oh, this and, oh, that, you're bitter. You know, I just had to put it out there to all these DJs because not only did he bite off of me two years later after I did his park jam, but prior to that, I was there when Mel Starr was doing Love on Top Acapella and play the um the Keys O King yeah Mel used to do that at his parties like all the time like like not all the time but like that was like his uh oh when he played Love on Top then he's gonna play that beat that everybody was playing because everybody was just playing the beat they would just throw the beat on and just talk on the mic and get crazy finally you put my love on top So, okay, okay. So, basically, this Love on Top record with the Kizo Kane that that Ted Smooth is notoriously known for making and he got famous off of, it actually originated from Melstar. Because when Ted Smooth was speaking, uh, he went on Instagram responding to Scram Jones and in, in the midst of him basically kind of like defending himself to Scram Jones, but also like apologizing at the same time. Now, who does this, right? If... If I woke up and I was like, yo, I'm going to steal something from Scram Jones. I'm going to do it live on a live and think that I'm going to get away with it. That that would that, that's like insane. That's crazy. And I'm not insane and I'm not crazy. Um, it's fucked up for me because me and Scram had a very good relationship. And uh, for me to be the cause of 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 that friendship going sour, um, just because I was in a I was in a place of of rushing to try to do something um in a certain amount of time and and I think normally I would have probably thought about it and but I didn't. I didn't. I'm human and I made that mistake. Um so apologies to Scram Jones. You know, I I'm standing I'm standing on what I stand on. I didn't wake up and say to myself, you know what? I'ma steal this from Scram Jones. Like, I didn't wake up and do that. I promise you that. Towards the end of this Instagram video that Ted Smooth did, he he mentions the, the Melstar Love on Top Kizo Kane blend, and he, like, addresses, like, rumors about him taking that from Melstar, but then he just kind of, like, I don't, the way he approached it, he kind of disrespected Melstar and didn't even say his name, and he said, this somebody. Let's take Love on Top, right? My remix for Beyonce, right? Let's just take this for one second. This is, like... The longest running rumor, right, that that I that I stole this remix from somebody. So this somebody um, sent me their remix 
of Love on Top. And it didn't have none of the beats that I used. And then basically, you know, with him doing that shit, Mel Star replied back to Ted Smooth. And just basically, you know, after like eight to ten years of, of really not saying anything, he just kind of just, you know, he just kind of went on the record to be like, yo, you stole that shit from me and, 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 I, and I made it originally. All right. So we are going to discuss this Love on Top record. This has been going on for a long time, but no one was clear on why and what and, you know, who and who made it and who did this and who did that. Um, who made Love on Top? I did. You know, I stayed away from the drama of that record because of business. This is the first time that I'm even addressing it from 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, when you did the record, people were available and they saw that it was not you who created it. It was live, done live at a party. Bink Buddha with the daytime boys. That's exactly where, that, where it all came from. For all of these years, I still haven't said a word. But the bigger problem with what, what makes this bad is your arrogance about the shit. Now, there's a certain thing that's called shut the fuck up. And you should have just shut the fuck up and I let it go because I said nothing about this record until now. So... Your arrogance is what is getting you in this position right now. You know exactly how you got the Kizo Kane record because that record was not floating around on no platform or no surface. It was an in-house thing. Only a few people had this record and I gave you the record. You know, and like Mel said, like that, it, it was only like, it was only like at that time, it was only a one handful of DJs that had that Kizo Kane record. Following all of this, they, he had a birthday party. You came to my birthday party, and you were like, yo, I got a surprise for you. Ted Smooth walks in there like, yo, we got a birthday. I got a birthday gift. And then you came there, and you played the version that you have now. They let him get in the booth and play the CD, and he drops it. And everybody's looking like, yo, what the fuck? So Ted Smooth came in and, and recorded a version of Mel Star. He already had whatever he had pre-recorded. You know, he going to say, well, he didn't do this, and I added this, this, and that. Regardless, the idea came from Mel Stark. Boogie Blind was there, and several other people were there. One, two, they were angry. Boogie went to level 8,000 in the club because he cursed you out. Why the fuck did you do that? So you know me, I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here, man. You know this motherfucker do this shit. Why the fuck would you even do that? Man? And then I got cursed at, yo, Mel, why you letting this motherfucker do that? You, that's your shit. That's what you do at your parties. Dot, 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 dot. I scream at Mel like, you just gonna let this motherfucker do this? Like, what the fuck? What's, what's your problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, bro, like, I don't even, I don't even be around none of this sucker shit like i don't i don't play that shit bro like i'm not i'm not, I'm not i don't play that shit bro motherfuckers was acting crazy like i was just bugging on the internet like but that was the only way i could express myself because i'm like yo these motherfuckers is just biting in front of my eyes you know what i'm saying and it's like i'm not you know i'm not gonna like i'm not standing for it bro like i don't give a fuck who get mad the same thing with me with the bells the same thing with scram jones with last night changed it all and the the new edition and then the fact that you get on your fucking platform and be like, well, I didn't know this record. Like, I didn't know that uh, Super Ho was the original sample or they sampled or they replayed 
Last night explains it all. I honestly didn't know that. I'll take that. Um, it's almost like somebody using impeach the president and somebody using the drums from Soul to Soul back to life. I don't think there's a lot of DJs that that know that, that know that it's like, it's kind of the same thing. Even if you're not a, a fucking digging record junkie, yeah. you know that Scott LaRock had him all years a Super Hole his last night changed it all. I don't right. fuck. <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't be DJing. It's the same record, yeah. You shouldn't even be DJing. You shouldn't even say no stupid shit like that in public. And you're supposed to be this old school jam. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, so this is just a thing that's just been going on time after time after time. And, you know, unfortunately, Scram Jones, uh, you know, it, it's only right for him to get out of character because Scram Jones don't bother nobody. Now, let's just say for some reason Scram was so busy that he just didn't look at the internet for three, four months and the spots is back open and he goes in the club and he does this thing and people are fucking harassing him at the DJ booth for no reason. Like, yo, that's Ted Smooth shit. That's Ted Smooth shit. What if he didn't see that? Mm -hmm. What if Ted didn't record that phone call? What if Ted, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody want to talk about that shit. Right. Nobody want to talk about none of that shit. And it's fucked up. Well, as, as DJs, you know, like our mixes, our ideas, our concepts, our style, our musical tastes, that's our IP, right? That's our internet intellectual that's, property, right? That's our shit. But, but in the same token, every DJ has emulated someone to be who they are. Right. And that's, but that's the thing. You're just not going to go out biting somebody's shit. Like, if you, if you like the way fucking... Larry LeVan mix, you're not going to fucking go do a playlist and mix it like Larry LeVan. You might play some of the songs, but mm -hmm. you're going to do it your way because you're motivated. Right. When you're going to bite shit is when you inspire. You're inspired like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Fuck it. Nobody ain't going to know. He DJ over there. He's in that scene. Mm -hmm. He's in this scene. He's not that. That's what motherfuckers do. Right. Motherfuckers think you're stupid. This isn't the first time in, in this scenario, test move. This isn't the first time, bro. I can understand if he was in the field amongst all the DJs in New York City. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are giving him a pass because they think he's creative. I'm not saying that he's never done a blend and that's on his uh, flash drive that he didn't think of himself. I've ne I'm never taking credit from someone's hustle. Right. That, that's the first thing that people need to understand. You know, you. I mean, he had the, the situation... With the, with the artists we had to reckon with. Why are they not together? Why why all of a sudden, wh what happened with you and Lumi D? All you did was loop up the fucking Diwali rhythm. Like, you didn't make the beat. This move was um, instrumental in helping you. What yeah, happened? we fell out immediately. Yeah? Yeah, but we were friends what was for... It, the, the narrow? What was it? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I believe, I mean, it changes people immediately, you know, yeah. and um, I really never really like to talk about him but you know at the end of the day it's like he was kind of like a big brother for me okay. even you know before the music thing he seen me grow up in the neighborhood right. so as soon as we got this big sudden thing and everybody know Ted was always a big DJ in the clubs I mean for me I looked at him like that right. so I feel like this was like his shot too right. it was like so mm. it was kind of like the I felt like it was almost like a battle like he was battling me and I'm just like yo just like help me 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm here, I'm your artist. And it was like a kind of like a Wow, I didn't know that. It was it, it was it was weird. It was a weird situation and a lot of obviously people get jerked on their first deals. Mm-hmm. I did. I was signed to Ted, but it was like I didn't care. I wanted to keep it moving after that cuz right. we did have a friendship, but it just got ugly. It got really ugly cuz it got to the point like, I just couldn't even ask questions. Right. Like when you don't know how much you're making a show and they have a problem when you ask about well, how much I'm making a show. Oh, you're a monster now. You need to know everything. <laughs> it's like, what? Wow, <laughs> it's like it I mean, it, listen. That is a hundred. I don't lie. People might think I'm harsh and, and, and brash or hurt. This isn't about hurt, man. Like sucker shit is just sucker shit, bro. And that is the most accepted thing right now. There's, there's such so many lanes for lanes right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even fucking matter. That shit doesn't matter. This conversation is not going to matter three weeks from now because there's nothing going to happen to Ted Smooth. This is part of his plan to gain some traction. And whoever his fans are to be like, no, you didn't steal it. Oh, it's okay. Take the L. But come back with another one. And this and that. Like, I don't want to talk about shit like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you're making this dude hot. It's almost saying, like, sucker shit is accepted. Like, it's cool to be a sucker. When I, when I look at that shit, I don't give a fuck how you turn your back, turn your cheek, Martin Luther King, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> it's sucker shit in my book. Period. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't agree. Fuck about none of that politically correct no, shit. I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, man. Well, well, let's talk. Anyway. About, let's talk about the DJ etiquette, man. Let's talk about the DJ <laughs> etiquette, bro. What's the etiquette, man? On stealing blends, stealing mixes, stealing whatever. Blends is one thing. Transitions in the club is definitely another, and that's very, very crucial because motherfuckers is just out here stealing. Right. Like, it's it's hard for you to be different unless you're just going to be a jukebox and we're and everybody in the zoom call is not a jukebox right you have a some type of creative passion to want to ha- get a reaction that's why you do it you ain't doing it you know what i'm saying for no other reason that's mm-hmm. that's your high your high is like when you do something it's like oh it doesn't have to be a scratch it doesn't have to be a fucking a a, a, a super a technical thing it's just you use your brain to do it mm-hmm. nobody else was thinking about it right you did it first. Right. And a lot of people like to, a lot of people like to say, fuck who did it first, so I do it better. A lot of motherfuckers don't do it better. That's the problem. And motherfuckers get to build a, 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 a platform for, for being a, a fucking carbon copy. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of that shit going on out here. Right. From, from, the, from, the, the, from the bedroom DJs to the, to the top tier name brands, everybody icon guards. That's a fact. And it's not even taking one percent. They might take your go-to move. Yeah. Like it might just be so dope that be like, yo, I just gotta do it and get see how it will react for me. Like that's how motherfuckers be thinking. Right. They don't give a fuck. Right. There's no code. There's no rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I, I'm from an era where one of my favorite DJs played a, a record, played hip hop parade. What six, seven months before it came out, treacherous niggas was looking for that motherfucker, and they found him and they put hands on him. <laughs> yeah, I know what you. I know what Hand. you. I know, I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And I feel like you know I'm not condoning violence and shit like that, but it's like you know people just think it's comfortable to do this. Right, right. But right. if you make people feel uncomfortable, then you're the bully. You're the bitter one. You're oh, you're broke. Oh, you just stole a bag of chips out of the gas station. They'll come up with any old kind of narrative <laughs> to, to fucking uh, deal with the fact that this person is a fucking sucker. If it's that serious, you have to make that person uncomfortable. 
Yeah. That's the solution. And you got to figure out how to do that without being violent. You see, <laughs> you see that's Boogie Blind School of Therapy. <laughs> You're not there, ain't no, there, there ain't no therapy, bro. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like if you feel comfortable to just be doing shit like that, yeah, yeah. then you should know how it is to feel uncomfortable Right. And, and to think twice about doing that the next time. Right, right. Yeah, but it, but in the end, of, the, but blind in the end of it all, it's in, it's really because you're hurt too, right? You're hurt inside. It's not about being hurt, bro. <laughs> not, yo, I don't know. Yo, this ain't no fucking emotional fucking roller coaster, bro. You did some sucker shit, and I should smack the shit out you for doing it. That's what. That's what. That's that's the only way, bro. Like all that other shit is like it's cool. You got to be diplomatic. It's a business. I know, I know. You, have to, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, get yeah. it. We got to come to some kind of solution, man. What's the solution? Yo, the solution is, man, come up with your own style. Right. Be original. Yeah. Like, it's nothing wrong with being yourself. Mm-hmm. And, yo, listen, people are going to get inspired. But I, I'm not, like, I'm not one of them people that says, well, it's not about who does it first, it's about who did it better, and that other stupid-ass cliche. Imitation is a form of flattery. No, it's not. You fucking stealing. You at certain places and people are championing these people. Right, like, right. Are you fucking serious? Right. And then motherfuckers in, in certain areas, like, oh, I was gonna book you, but I booked. You know, I, I experienced some crazy shit. Like, blind. I've gone through what you've gone through, so I know, like, the shit. Like for me, the shit hurt me. Like the shit fuck with me, and it made me kind of like it just made me like not trust nobody and shit. And it's just and it, it really like it just like it was like an ultimate betrayal and, and to a certain degree but the only thing that would have kind of fixed it was if they give you credit at the right? end of the day yes but at the end of the day no because you know i i don't like the entitlement of people to just go and do shit and then when you do it somebody comes to you and like oh you biting off so-and-so and i'm like what the fuck you talking no, I know, about I know. and then people like to play this game like oh i'm not gonna say anything i don't want to fuck up my money but and the on the flip side of that that can fuck up the, the originator's money too right because i've had people compare me to certain djs and be like oh well we'll just book him because of this i'm like oh nah bro well i'm gonna be over here anyway i'm still getting to this so yeah. when you when you come around the, the, the price won't go up and you go, you're gonna have to you know what I'm saying like you're gonna have to pay the piper baby <laughs> <laughs> that's it like you know what i mean like i know what you mean man i'm gonna just be very 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 clear with you quickly yeah, yeah you have a transition that's so fucking ill and i wanted to do it forever and ever and ever and ever, and ever. but you know what i just never did it you know why because i'm gonna try to come up with my own shit when you do the soul to soul over the the, the break part of fool's paradise you're like i live in right on beat and it flows all the way to the beat drops <laughs> like Nobody was thinking about that. You thought of that. I'm going to fuck who got inspired by it. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> you got a good memory, man. That's a long time ago. I, I just feel like you got to play defense out here, man, because, you know, more and more parties or events are having. It, it, it ain't like back in the day where you had two DJs, maybe an opener, maybe two headliners. It's like five, six DJs. The party only four hours. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's fighting to play. 
this record or that record or this record or that record at right. one time. You just have to be able to be able to know how to reset things and, and, and keep your bounce. You still got to have a bop. You know what I'm saying? If, even if everybody play all the hit records, you still got to have a bop. I, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that shit is out the window. Motherfuckers going to still blend. Motherfuckers going to still transition. Motherfuckers are still your transition and tell you, yo, I don't do it like how you do it, but I do it. And I do it below. Why, why, why are you doing it? Right, right. Back in the days, man, nobody, everybody wanted to be different. Right now, everybody's all, it's, it's not all, but it's just the same shit. For it to happen to you is one thing. And for me to be on the outside looking at it now, like, damn, bro, this is some, this is, I told, I told y'all motherfuckers. And yeah. it's cold. Then you got to think about the people that's calling your phone that didn't even say what's up to you once since the pandemic started, but want to fucking gossip about some shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 a whole nother uh, uh, episode. Yo, the yo, dick riding. That's, you, that's, that's the next episode. Dick riding. Hey, yo, blind, man. Hey, yo, thank you for coming through, man. It's always good to see you, man. I, you know. You know, yo, we, man, we, I appreciate you guys, man. All y'all, man. Y'all keep yeah. doing y'all thing, man. Yeah. I hope I wasn't a little too raw. I don't hope y'all got to no, be like super. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you was a little have... too raw. Pause, but it's all good. That's how you. That's how you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, you know blind man. Much love, man. Yeah, Much man. Roll podcast vibes. You know it. All right, baby. All right, all right, man. All right man. Peace. Peace. Well, boogie blind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> Harlem, Harlem zone. <laughs> you know he's uh he's calmed down in the in the in the years that I've known him from the past. Yo, he is hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. He's the best. No, man, I appreciate his energy though. Yeah, yeah man, he's good. Blind dude, is man. the best, man. That's as real as you get. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. he's 100 who he is. Now, I, honestly, like you know, this conversation's come up before, and I've just said the etiquette is always just to give credit to people. Yeah, because yeah. I think in the end, you know, I mean, it's not good to jack motherfuckers. But I think in the end, you just got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, 100%. But it also, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like people don't like to credit um, certain individuals mm. if it's not a good look. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. if, if Jazzy Jeff helps you out or if you, if, you, like, if you talk with Jazzy Jeff and, like, you know, you, you guys have a meeting, you can tweet out, yo, had an ill convo with Jazzy Jeff, you know inspiration right. he's the goat mm-hmm. but then you have like one of your homies that's been with you for 20 years or 10 years and you never shout that motherfucker out ever. and he's been telling right. you the same shit yeah because Jeff. there isn't a look there ain't no there isn't a look to shout your homie out yeah. right? don't get you enough likes there isn't yeah that's what i'm saying it's like and no one wants to just give credit or if like yeah. if someone had a dope night or they're like yo that's a dope mix that you did and be like oh that's my boy man like that's his mix but it's a dope mix yeah yeah mm. it doesn't make anyone think you're a worse dj you feel me like yeah it doesn't make anyone think you're a horrible DJ at mm-hmm. all. And like motherfuckers do that shit. Like, you know, a, a person will do one of my mixes in the, I, you know, I've done a Ross mix mm-hmm. and I'd be like, yo, and I'll text him. I'll be like, yo, that shit works. <laughs> yeah. yo, yo, I'm yo. like, yo, that shit killed it tonight, you know? You might yeah. have to make it an edit, yeah. But I'm going to let him know that shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to take credit for that shit. I think the biggest thing is just to, to make sure you give credit. But also, you got to check yourself. You can't just take from motherfuckers and keep taking and taking yeah. and not think you're not going to be like, you know, fucking somebody. Shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Self-acknowledgement. Well. Yeah. You have to be aware of what you're doing. You can't just take shit and take shit and not give credit. And then all of a sudden, you just get comfortable taking shit without saying nothing. Yeah. It's like a rich kid who just gets, you know, whatever they want. 
at, at a certain point, they just think it's like, yo, it's, it's okay. It's no they're entitled to this yeah. shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You always have to give credit. And it's one of those things when you really meet talented people or people who do the work, mm-hmm. they're constantly crediting people that inspire them or the people that they work with. Yeah. Never are they just saying, I did everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you see that with a lot of motherfuckers, man. And then you see a lot of motherfuckers who take all the credit for shit. Those are the motherfuckers who are taking from people and not crediting anybody. Yeah. And that's the difference. And I notice that very quickly when I meet people. Because creative people, they know there's an obligation mm-hmm. to make sure the people know where the OG came from. The originator. Yeah. Because if you talk to anybody who, who takes an idea and executes it mm-hmm. and develops it and produces it, it came from somewhere. Yeah. Every mix, every everything I say on the mic... Every blend, every remix, every beat, every design, Intro. anything. It could be anything from DJing to music to art to whatever I do. A there's a reference point. Yeah. I can tell you exactly where that came from. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then that's, what, that's why it's important. That's why you want to talk and listen to motherfuckers who create. Because they're always going to tell you where the research came from mm-hmm. and how they made it their own. Yeah. But a motherfucker who just takes shit... They're never going to say nothing mm-hmm. because all it is is like, I took his shit. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why it's important to always credit people, even if it's the littlest thing, you yeah. know? 100%. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the solution in all because we're all, in the end, everyone kind of steals from everybody. Well, like, you know? yeah. Not steals, <laughs> inspiration, saint, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that Borrowing, I learned. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things I learned from Blind. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's a, lot of thing, there's a lot of mixing that I learned from Eleven. There's a lot of shit I learned from a bunch of DJs, yeah. from Kid Capri to everybody. Yeah. Never stop learning. But we just give credit where credit's due in the end. You know what I'm saying? And on that note. On that note, uh, we should push live streams, right? Yes. Because uh, never you've been doing your Friday, 45's on a Friday. Mm-hmm. 45's. And, and two-step and, Sundays. And, and two-step Sundays. That's DJ Never uh, BX yes. Yes. on Twitch. Yeah. I'm sporadically going on Twitch, DJ Crooked. All right, y'all, and we out, man. Peace. 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 So if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well, you can go to youtube.com slash roadpodcast. Like, comment, subscribe. We post new episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, y'all, without fail. Yo, what up? This is Show, and this is DIT Seeps, my man, DJ Boogie Blonde.
or you'll be laying on a stretcher. I betcha, I'ma getcha. The number one heart stressor. Sorry, black, that's right, it's a cardiac arrest. Try to triple team the best, then where's party at? Lost to no one, a warrior like Shogun. And when the show's done, stacks and stacks is how the hoes come. I boost your feeling, confidence is to the ceiling. If I'm sick, I'll pick a chick for sexual healings. I'm unique. A freak like Malik in the twilights with more highlights than Dominique. Around my boys is where the gel stops. Up to the streets, the jeeps, my peeps in the cell blocks. I'm not the best, but I give you stress. To flatter me, your strategy gotta be more complex than chess. Stop bluffing, cause you ain't saying nothing, G. And start ducking on the A to the fucking G. Last they'll beat, we got downright. Showed all these corny motherfuckers what hip hop's supposed to sound like. C A G and a brother show. Quiet is kept, it's best that you step on the low. Chicks, then they spoke to, and every time I'm jammed, I always find a loop. 
get longer than my new bone. And my raps are unbelievable, like aliens and flying saucers. No more iron horses, cause I'm buying Porsches. Come straight out the NYC. Peace to the 